Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and my car is currently moving through the Panama Canal. I'm Jay, and my car is not currently moving. It's parked in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> However, it did, I did pay my final payment on it this month. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, I'm Josh, and uh, Jay stole my joke because, you know, my car is also just parked outside my office here. But uh, I, uh, more importantly, I have finally beat act three of tape to tape and so i can set it aside and fully focus on dave the diver now are you enjoying dave the diver i am um the one thing about it is like and i don't know if it was just like an obsession with trying to beat tape to tape act three but tape to tape felt much easier to pick up and you know like just whip out even just one game or whatever right Mm -hmm. and dave the diver i'm like oh, i want to go through the whole day you know what i mean but you don't have to do that you know, you don't have to, but definitely it sort of encourages you to. And the days get longer and longer the farther you get into it. Oh, really? That Okay, I could see that. But yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. I just, although I'm really mad that I put out a TV ad for a staff member and had a, an incredible one respond and didn't have the money to hire them. Like They stick around. They're still oh, available the, the right. day or two. Like they That's don't, good. they don't, the, the available prospects don't go away. If you I'll go murder me some day. additional sharks then so I can pay for them. So I was, I was searching the internet for more Dink Dune memes and I found a nice little treasure trove of them. Oh, <laughs> and so it's like someone knows that we're going to, uh, uh, go ahead and, I'm going to share two Dink Dune memes that I just found uh, out of this fairly large trove, just to to get things started off right with this just episode. To wet our whistles, as they say. Yes. Yes. Uh, audio visual visual memes in audio form. Yes. Yes. A weekly segment by. It's probably the greatest creation of Chain Attack. Okay, it probably yeah. is. Okay, so this is a three-panel meme. The first panel. Uh, th- this is this is from the, the recent Dune movie. It is the the picture of Paul putting his hand in the box. The first caption says uh, what is in the box. And then in the next picture, there is the Reverend Mother holding the Gamjabar at Paul's neck. And the caption says, it's the worst take you've ever seen. If you comment on it, you die. And then the bottom panel is Paul Atreides screaming in agony. <laughs> all right so next meme uh this is again from the dune movie this is the scene where uh the herald of change is coming to bring the fancy documents telling 
House Atreides to that they're going to be taking over Arrakis. It's another three panel. So the first panel, you see House Atreides standing on their platform in their finery. Second panel, you see the entourage of the Herald of Change walking towards the the House Atreides. And then finally, the, the final panel, you see the close-up of the Herald of Change. And the caption says, this meeting should have been an email. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. All right. So let's uh, go ahead. And this whole uh, episode or a lot of it is going to be talking about various things going on. Either the joys of, of owning a game store or uh, things related to the gaming community, etc. So there's lots of stuff going on. Oh, th- there will be rants, it feels like. Uh, uh, sure, let's, we can we can go ahead and, and do a rant. That would be <laughs> fun. <laughs> so about four weeks ago, I submitted my my weekly restock order to games workshop and it uh you know i I got back the notes i got the the message from credit control and and they were like you know hey uh here's here's the amount due and and the amount due was it was so it was fairly small it was like for a games workshop or weekly restock order so it was it was probably around fifty five hundred dollars and so you know, I pay pay that. I make a comment to my uh, sales rep. I was like, you know, are you guys currently struggling a lot with inventory levels? It felt like, you know, the amount due was was pretty small this time. And he's like, yeah, we are. It's we're just having a lot of we're, we're having a hard time keeping up with demand. But so, you know, it is what it is. And we we get the they they ship the orders to us packages to us and we get emailed the invoices and we start going through the invoices and things just aren't really matching up with uh with what i submitted for the order and like by not matching up by like dozens of errors hundreds of errors by so after and and like let's say i did so there were items that i didn't order on the order there were when i did order an item it wasn't the quantity that i ordered and finally it becomes obvious that um that they've just they've input someone else's order oh shoot (laughs) this is not my order so um you know i i tell my sales rep this he's like okay cool you know we'll we'll have i'll reach out to the warehouse they will contact UPS. UPS will intercept and instead of delivering to you, we'll just deliver it back to the, um, to the, to our warehouse. And, and meanwhile, like the other thing that sucks when it's this type of situation is that, you know, just the, that payment that I made on that order that was not mine is going to be tied up for weeks and weeks now. Yeah. So finally today is, is that, you know, three or four weeks later is the day that that uh, cash was finally 
released. So that's oh, another aspect rough. that sucks about it. But, you know, whatever. And then my sales rep says, you know, I'm I'm going on vacation. Um, I'll, I'm going to be gone next week. I'm going to give you to uh, a sales rep who's a veteran here, and, and he'll be able to take care of you. And so I, I resubmit the, this order that wasn't done properly to my sales rep on, on Friday. And then like an hour or two later, I say, actually, hold on, let's cancel that order. And I'm going to spend the weekend. I'm going to go through line by line on your catalog, check my inventory and do a master restock order, you know, which, which took a good chunk of the weekend because it turns out that there are thousands of games workshop items that we carry. Uh, but you know, it, it was, it was going to be worth it because it, another frustration in dealing with games workshop, you would think that, you know, this multi-billion dollar company would have figured out a good way to, to do ordering things, but you would be wrong. <laughs> So in in the future, Jay, there's only war. There's no ordering. Oh, that's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so the way the way the ordering with Games Workshop works, and anytime I get a new sales rep, we have to like train. I have to train them. Like I don't want this to sound condescending, but like I they have to learn the unique needs of my business, I guess. And so which. In my opinion, I don't, does... I don't think that's unique to you. I'm sure lots of businesses have that problem. That's, oh, yeah. yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, it is 100%. Yeah. So every other distributor, the way that the world works is I will submit them an order and they will tell me what's in stock and then they will ask me what I want to back order. And Games Workshop does not have a system to back order product because I don't know why that's a newfangled thing that kids do these days or something. I don't know. <laughs> and so I will send my spreadsheet and my sales rep will upload the, the order and then he'll go through and make, he'll color code a cell that's that he expects to ship as green and ones that don't ship as yellow. And so then next time I do an order, I will, you know, do a sales report since the last time I ordered of things that sold. And then all the items that were yellow on the last, uh, um, on the last one, I'll add on to the end of it to try to reorder them again and repeat this process. Um, the issue is that it's a lot like, uh, photocopying a sheet of paper multiple times there. It kind of degrades over time and, errors will creep in and and there will be issues and so because there was the issue where they were they were shipping me someone else's order i i don't like to do the master restock orders when i have orders open orders or orders that are shipping to me that um you know have some issues or what that, are, you, that are going you... to get added into inventory it's, it's mm -hmm. a lot easier if in this situation, I didn't have any open orders. I didn't have any order shipping to me. What my inventory said is my inventory should be correct minus any theft that's occurred or, or stuff like that. Right. Right. And so 
I was like, okay, cool. This will be a great opportunity to do a, a restock order. So I spend the whole weekend doing that. And I send an email to this experienced sales rep who's taking, taken over my account for the week. And I, I sent him that email. I don't hear back from him. And so by Wednesday, I'm like, Hey, just wanted to double check to make sure that you got that email. Um, and, and in the email, the initial email, I said to him, you know, I, I want to, if I'm going to need notes on it, whether it's you that does it or my sales rep when he comes back and also please don't just upload it and have another thing I've had an issue with, with some sales reps, if, if they just upload everything, even if it looks like it's not going to ship, then credit will come back to me and be like, you have to pay this very large bill. I pay the bill. And then when it ships, the order is half the size of what actually ships. And I've overpaid by double. And, you know, again, it's going to take time for all this to process. And so it's just easier if it's submitted properly for the correct amount of things that are actually going to ship. So Wednesday is like, yep, I, I have the order. Don't hear from him Thursday. Don't hear from him Friday because why would I? And so then Monday rolls around the next week. And so I send an email to my sales rep like, hey, here's this master restock order. It is as near as I can tell. The sales rep last week did nothing with it. Um, and so anything you could do to, you know, submit, get this submitted, get it moving quickly would be appreciated. I send the email. I get an auto reply that my sales rep is still on vacation and that he'll be back on Tuesday. And so then I get a message from credit control saying that an order has been submitted and I need to pay $44,000 to <laughs> release the order. <laughs> so the next day rolls around. I call my sales rep and I'm like, so my suspicion is that the veteran sales rep did not do anything with the order I submitted. I emailed in the order again on Monday. It got forwarded on to another sales rep. They just bulk uploaded the order. And I, if, if you have $44,000 worth of product to ship to me, I'll, I'll try to figure out a way to pay that and I'll rejoice in having that much product. But I don't think you have that much product to send to me. And he says, I think that you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes through and he deletes the order and he submits a new one. And this one is, it comes back and I get an, another uh, order from, or email from credit control saying that, I need to pay around $26,000. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And, and we get it paid. And then that night and, and my, my sales rep sends me back the notes of the order. And that night I get a email from a customer asking, you know, Hey, there's this item you're out of stock on. Do you know when you're going to have it back in stock? So I do a search in my emails for this skew of this item and 
it is um, in the master restock order that I submitted, but it's not in the notes that my sales rep had. And so I send an email to my sales rep and I'm like, hey, this seems kind of weird. Um, do you know, you know, was, was this item missed from the restock order? Are there many other items that were missed from it? And uh, later that afternoon, he calls me and he's like, you know, I, I deleted the orders that we submitted yesterday and I've resubmitted them again. And, you know, hopefully this we're not going to have any issues and everything should be OK. Wait, is so, this after you paid the original bill? Yes. Oh, so are you going to is that money going to be tied up? Well, um, so I get a I get a message from credit control they it it didn't get tied up they they deleted you know those accounts and they that the money i paid was counted as a credit towards it um and so that wasn't too much of an issue um and and actually i i didn't end up paying on this this next one they they contacted me with money due because my sales rep sent me notes and i started looking through it looking for again the the missing item and other missing items and I'm like, this order does, again, does not look right. And so I have my manager who is, is really good at Excel. Uh, he puts together a uh, Excel sheet where he, uh, he's able to compare uh, what's on, you know, the one, one order, what's, what's basically not showing on so there were there was my master restock order. I was sent back three sheets of notes, and we wanted to see how many items. So for reference, the the master restock order it had uh, 600, 615 line items on it, and the first sheet it had one hundred and sixty two. The next sheet had two hundred and eighty eight lines. And the third sheet had uh, 149 lines. So in my mind, I add those three sheets together. It's it's like 16 lines short of what my original order was. Um, but what's your what's your guess on how many of the lines on the original order were not represented in the three sheets that that were effectively missed items? I'm guessing 50%. That I'm just that 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 feels like a nice terrifying round <laughs> number. I mean, wow. wow. That's Josh is wise because he's dealt with distributors. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Jay, when you're when you're done with, you know, the retail life, you're you probably have uh more experience and training to be a project manager than many other people in the world." <laughs> that could be true. Uh so his formula came up with there were 220 lines Holy crap. that were not represented with 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 this order. Uh, 220. I don't, I don't understand that could be that far off. Right, right. Uh, and so you know, and meanwhile, to give you a frame of mind with with Jay, like I'm freaking out because you know this is our our most popular uh, product line. We have been weeks without a restock at this point. Sales on the website are down 50%. Oh, jeez. 
And you're a saint compared to me. I would have went postal long ago. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I call, I, I send an email to my sales rep and, you know, by the time we've, so, and you know, this is Wednesday night. So he came back on Tuesday, canned the, the, the order on Tuesday, Wednesday, we realized there's an, an issue with the order. And I email him saying, please call me at your earliest convenience. There's big issues with this order. He calls me back and we, and he's like, okay, you know, I, 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 I want to figure out where things are going wrong. We, we need to get this fixed, et cetera. And so I start showing him, you know, all the items that aren't on it or that another example was like, you know, on my order, I ordered 15 of the exalted eight bound. And if I look at your sheet, it's not say that I tried to order 40 and he's like, yes, I do see everything you're saying. And then, uh, I, I'm going to ask you gen- gentle listener. What's, what's your guess of <laughs> what has been the, the source of all of these issues that I've had with the sales rep since I've come back. What was the source? I mean, yeah. other than What's he was on? like brand new. No, this is this is the sales rep that I've. Oh, been. I'm ready. Your emails have gone to his spam filter. That's my guess. Okay, that's it's a decent guess. <laughs> okay, I have no idea. Like I said, I would have already pulled out the guns. <laughs> there would have been blood. <laughs> would have gotten dark fast. So. Here's 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 what happened. My sales rep was uploading multiple times the order that I submitted to him on Friday afternoon before he went on vacation instead of the master restock order that had been emailed to him multiple times after that I had made it during the weekend that was like the whole long process that I'd gone through. Yeah, yeah. And so surprise surprise it was the order you know, didn't have the items on it. It needed, it was wrong quantities, et cetera, because he was inputting the wrong order. Uh. <laughs> it's so sad. So he's like, okay, I think we've got this figured out. We, I think we can get this corrected. We're, we're going to get a priority, you know, tag to the warehouse, hopefully. So I don't hear that was... Thursday morning yesterday was when all of this was, uh, had the conversation with him. Didn't hear anything on the rest of Thursday, Friday morning. Well, uh, you know, Thursday night, I work on my restock order of, you know, the 11 days of sales that I've had since I submitted the master restock order as an additional restock. Uh, and then, Today, Friday morning, I was again uh, given a new set of notes and uh, all as well that uh, another six thousand dollars was due. <laughs> so, what? so you owe I, more? I, you know the the Discord was joking that you know was this story going to equal the the treadmill horror story? I I hope that for the the sake of my business that. <laughs> But it doesn't get quite that bad. Is the treadmill story is hopefully this is the end of the saga. But uh, find yeah. out next week. That's my 
story of trying to order stuff from Games Workshop. I should have evidently uh, hired Trevor as my crisis specialist to... No. Yeah, he needs to become your uh, who is it that Wizards of the people. Coast sent? You're, he needs to become your Pinkertons. Yeah. <laughs> you just send him in to crack some knuckles and. I'm not licensed and bonded like they. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, that just says to me that your rates are going to be lower, and I can't <laughs> afford you. <laughs> I mean, after listening to your story, I'd probably do it for free. I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to me. I'm like, I've been at this point probably three, four weeks without a restock from Games Workshop, and oh. yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, that's painful. Yeah. Um. Okay. So next topics. I have three topics to discuss with you relating to Magic: The Gathering. Man, after that roller coaster ride, I don't know if I'm equipped. <laughs> I have faith in you, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the first bit is we talked quite a bit about for the the Lord of the Rings Magic the Gathering set, Wizards of the Coast published a one-of-one one version of the One Ring. And have, have you heard the conclusion of this story yet, Josh? I actually have. I believe I have. So, And I saw the video, and it was like emotional kind of thing. So... So the what happened that was was actually kind of interesting in my opinion the the person who opened it uh he was someone in Canada and he opened it and kept it quiet that he opened it he hired a lawyer and he, the card was like immediately sent off to be graded by a grading service right and so then, like, weeks and weeks, well, not weeks and weeks, I mean, I think it was probably three or four weeks after the set launched, and uh, the news came out that, it, I think it was the grading service posted the picture of it graded, and they uh, said that, you know, it, they had the, the one ring graded, and there was a lot of conspiracy theories about what had, you know, happened, was this uh, Wizards of the Coast? connection or why did it why did they you know it it's not a quick process to get a card graded and so people are like well why why didn't someone say that the one ring had been found um which in my opinion was was probably lots of the things that he did in my opinion were were super smart and not yeah i think that was wise yeah, not what you would expect people to <laughs> do necessarily. Um, like what I don't know is like, was he smart enough to the point like he kept it quiet even in the shop where he opened it? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like did he open it and like not tell anybody? Um, yes. I well, I believe he he tried to keep it as uh, um, on the DL as possible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so. One of the one of the famous people or stars. There was there was a there were a lot of people who made like unsolicited offers for this. Like one guy was like, you know, I'll pay you one and a half million dollars and fly you to Spain and we'll eat paella together. (laughs) 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 And but the the person who ended up getting it was the um, the artist Post Malone. He does 
a lot of um he's just really into magic he'll he'll go on um youtube videos or you know stuff like that of playing magic and so he's he's the one who bought it the the rumored amount that it was purchased for was was two and a half million. Oh, two and a half. I had, I had only heard two for some dumb reason. Okay. Uh, it might be two. I mean, I, I think a lot of it was under NDA. NDA. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That's so, cool. I didn't know that Post Malone was into magic. My, It's funny because my daughter and uh, newest son-in-law, they went to a Post Malone concert like right like days before the news came out that he had bought the One Ring or whatever. And and so then they're asking me, like, is he, like, way into magic, Dad? And I'm like, okay, first of all, how would I know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so far outside the demographic at this point. <laughs> but uh, that, that's cool to hear that he's into it. So Yeah, um, he's, he's, he's very big into magic. Cool. Yeah. So I guess what was – you said it was a heartwarming tale. What, what, what were the parts that – well, no, I just I had seen a video this morning, I think, of like the transaction or whatever, or like the, uh, you know, the yeah, fan, yeah. like giving it to Post Malone or, you know, and that dude was in tears. I mean, because that's like sure. that is an absolute life changing amount of money. Event. <laughs> yeah. And and what I'm worried about is like the news story in two years, which is like it'll be the, the flavor of news story. That's like the lottery winners. What happened to them after? Right. And you find out that like mm-hmm. all the money's gone and their families all left them and they're, you know, alcoholic at this point. Like, I, so I just hope that the guy, I hope that the wisdom that he's displayed that so far will continue yeah, I mean, to serve it, it him is, well. You it know, is a I, good sign that he handled things so well. Yeah. And I hope that he took two million of that two and a half million and it's invested in something that will just feed him at his normal or, yeah. you know, more or less what he's used to off of interest. And I don't know, like, that's what you hope for. But I'm I'm a boring old man. Like, I hope he goes and gets his, you know, annual wellness checkup. <laughs> Invested in a in a low fee index fund. And yes, I'm so boring. <laughs> but but anyway, that's I, you could just tell like, yeah. And and like uh, Post Malone, he seemed super gracious, you know, and like kind of in a way that he was happy that he was kind of making that difference in that guy's life. You yeah, know yeah, I, mean? yeah. I don't know. That's what I took away from it. Again, I'm just watching a 15 second clip and inferring all that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Trevor, do you, do you have any, any thoughts on the, the saga of the one ring? Uh, no, I mean my, I'm human. So my thoughts immediately go to what I would have done. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So I, the funny thing is, is I don't. How old was the guy that that found the card? Oh uh, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. What did do you know? You saw. I don't him, know Josh. that. Like I saw him in the video, and I I don't even know that I would guess age. I would guess that he's in his 30s, honestly, Trevor. Like younger okay. than us. You know. Okay. So so that's that's really all I was looking for is younger or older than me, um, because I don't think I would have the wisdom that he did in the same situation. Yeah. Right. You're saying like even to the point that he's already demonstrated, yeah. Correct. At up to this point, I would have failed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's cracking me up, but yeah, okay. It is really like I've I've actually had to think some about these types of things because I've had some potential um, instances where people have um, there's there's been potentially opportunities for me to do 
consignments of some magic cards that are quite valuable, mm-hmm. like, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. And and which is obviously not two and a half million. We will not grant two that. and a half million, but it is enough that you know there 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 is uh, inventory loss that happens that I know happens with my magic card singles, and to some extent that's just a cost of doing business. But you know I I had to put thought into you know if I was going to consign this, I can't just lose a twenty thousand dollar card. <laughs> right, right, and and you know, like in the, in a case like that, do you is do you end up having insurance or something that covers that kind of thing? Uh, I should, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but you know, because it would that would be counted as inventory, and you know, I do obviously have insurance that's covering inventory. Um, but yeah, I mean, but you know, some of the some of the things that I thought of included, um, you know, I don't. Um, first off, it's important that as few people as possible know, know that you have it, mm-hmm. especially if the main way that you're selling it is online. Um, and, and, you know, my, my manager was like, he's been kind of a proponent of, you know, it'd be really nice to have the power nine cards in the store because it'll be kind of a draw to the store and people will you know, want to see the card, et cetera. And I'm sure, like, sure, sure. But that's like so much liability. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of liability. Is the, of I don't even know. Like if you had the power nine, is that like a hundred K worth of cards? Uh, it's, it's more than that. Probably. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. So I'm not a magic player. What are the power nine? I don't know what that even means. Oh, Black sure. Lotus, the five yeah. moxes. What else, Jay? Um, time walk, time spiral and ancestral recall. Basically, super broken cards that yeah that that released in the first set yeah 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 yeah. I mean, one of the things that my grandfather taught me is you know if you have things of value, you don't tell people you have them. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it is, it is, it is one thing to have you know a nice whatever it is, you know, it is another thing to flaunt it in a way that, uh, especially something that is small and easily taken. That invites right. disaster. Yeah, that invites disaster. Like, um, you know, my grandfather owned a sporting goods store. He had a lot of guns. Um, he he collect, he was a gun collector, so he collected a lot of rare guns. Um, and I would find them throughout the house as a kid. You know, you'd go into the bathroom and you'd open the 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 drawer to look at the hand towels, and you'd pick up looking for a specific <laughs> hand towel, and you'd find a gun. And for I, and real. Not, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like not, you're saying, like yeah, nice old antiques or that kind of stuff. Yeah, they wow. were all collectibles. My mm-hmm. my my grandfather was a collector. He had a lot of, and these were never fired, um, highly collectible things that he just had in in places that were safe. I mean, you know, somebody breaking into the house wouldn't look in your your drawer right. for a. They'd high, have to ransack the entire house. Yeah, and and he had saves and other things, but he just had so many that it it wasn't really, you know, feasible to put them all inside of a safe or safety potters box or whatever. So anyway, but he would, he made it clear that, that as a child, and one thing you want to do as a child is brag to your friends. He made it very clear to me that I was not to brag to my friends about anything I ever saw, because if that gets out and somebody finds out that you have a $10,000 pistol sitting in a drawer in the, in the, in the, in the uh, bathroom, you know, 
it's not hard to get into a home and take that pistol and and so you just don't tell people stuff like that and cards that are worth a hundred thousand dollars i mean that invites the worst kind of things to happen yeah yeah and there's no serial number on a card yeah it's not yeah. it's not like you can tell well there the kind of is with the one ring it. though right yeah yeah, yeah but but yes i take your point the others there are not yeah okay so this this does provide a bit of a natural segue into uh the great gen con heist Okay. So have have you guys no. much, heard much about no, this? No, I'm I'm I'm. This is breaking news for me, Jay. I'm so excited. Uh, I don't this know. It's turning that into name, a Josh Reacts of... audio meme. <laughs> I've heard a lot of things coming out of Gen Con. I haven't necessarily heard that name in reference. Okay, so this is we've we've all been to Gen Con. It's yes. a crazy place. Yes. Uh, so. I'm going to hit send on a text message for you guys to look at some pictures. And it's at the top of the news article. Basically, there is this store who was going to run events at Gen Con. And they had product on a pallet to run all of these events, do prizes, etc. And two thieves walked up with a pallet jack. Oh, no. And... Okay just acted like they owned the place and walked off with $300,000 worth of collectible card games. Oh my gosh. That's all that I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't prepared for that amount of money to be said, Jay. Oh my gosh. My and so obviously the, they, they have pictures of. Cause there's like old, cameras. In cause the there's area. cameras all over. Okay. So I assume you have, questions now <laughs> i do um, can, because uh, as the cybersecurity person uh <laughs> my my leniency towards security has to say why was this left unattended because gen con man my know. first question was actually what there product are, it was like what what game is this jay so most of it is so there's a a new set of magic that just came out on uh, last weekend that's called Commander Masters and most of it was that product. The one guy looks like he is he thinks he is the most hilarious dude on the face of the planet. He is grinning like a freaking donkey chewing on barbed wire. Wow. Yeah, now there's follow-up articles where the Indianapolis police have um, non-security camera photos and they have names as of of them as people of interest of of who they think matches the uh the people and and it's they're they are from um i think it said either yeah from new they reside in new york city and like first off yes obviously trevor is correct i i'm i'm I, not i just can't imagine I'm not, leaving. I'm not super shocked if i'm being honest because a lot of the places at Gen Con, it feels I mean, like they've got limited staff. They got, you know, they're... there's so much going on and, mm-hmm. and people just expect that, you know, you can. I understand. But but yeah. when you walk around Gen Con, there's certainly probably million dollars worth of it, millions of dollars worth of inventory sitting out on the, the floor. But I can't think of any of it that is left unattended, especially in a palletized form. With, well, with well, from the videos, this looks like it was kind of like. Yeah, if what? you look at like the third picture, it looks like this is kind of a 
backstage area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Right. Because there's, you can see like five different uh, pallets. There's a forklift. And so. Which the point like, being is it feels like, like you said, they just acted like they owned the place. Like didn't, you know, didn't worry about anybody securing their badges or. Yeah. Again, as a cybersecurity person, the easiest way to get away with something like this is to walk in and act like you own the place. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like 100%. If, if you don't want someone like if you walk into a building that's supposed to have physical security and you don't want someone to question you, you don't walk in timid. You walk in like you have a purpose. Right. Yeah. Like you own the place. That gives yeah. you a plus and five to your deception check right there. Correct. The average person won't question somebody who's walking with authority. They will just assume that they are there for a purpose. They'll question if you look like you're kind of looking around, trying to figure out where you're going, what you're doing. They'll say, hey, can I help you or what's going on? If you walk like you know where you're going and you know what you're doing, the vast majority of humans don't want to interrupt. Humans humans naturally want to be kind and nice to people. It is one of the reasons why um piggybacking or walking through security doors and say hey can you just hold that door real quick people do it because they want to be nice they don't want to mm-hmm. be rude and slam yep. the door in front of you and say no you gotta you gotta scan your own badge i mean that's that crap happens all the time so yeah i don't i don't know I, yeah even even in a if it is in a back room uh area with that's not supposed to be open to the public then then why doesn't gen con have security guards standing there right badge, yeah yeah yeah, badges yeah. Uh, that is definitely true so anyway i, so, I yeah, i'm certain that things will change because of this yeah I would assume but, so. which is kind of too bad but but probably good also in a way i mean so okay my next question is i don't think you'll know the answer to this jay but have these guys been caught yet and i don't think so the last that one that i had just sent that was it's pretty better, pretty had fresh the pictures of them was 16 hours ago Okay. Yeah, I feel like now we need an office pool here of how soon until they are caught. Like the part that I give it a week. Yeah, probably. I mean, less than it's that. it's such a it's such a stupid crime in a lot of ways because you know they they know who they are. What are you going to do with three hundred thousand dollars worth of magic? That was going to be my and next your, question. Like, how and do what's you your actually big, fence that? <laughs> yeah, and what's your you know how did you think you were going to escape without getting caught like if they had just i think they could have if they'd done a few other things differently well i mean what what do you think they would have needed to have done differently well for one they needed to have at least mask their identity yeah yeah and and i agree that if they if they take one box you know and do, do a little bit then the chances of them being able to to you know to sell it or get rid of it i mean it's it's the same thing you know if you steal um a hundred dollar bill it's a much easier to find a way to get rid of it and launder it than it is if you steal a million dollars. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that there's things they could have done for sure. Um, I don't, it must've been, it's gotta be like a, Oh, you know, we walked past, we saw, Oh, we saw it. You know, hey, there's a pallet jack sitting over in the corner. Yeah. I've got my it truck. I'll pull it around. It feels like it was an impulsive thing, not a well-planned planned. Item. Right. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't oceans 11. <laughs> no. Um, okay, it also so, feels like one of those things that if if you're if you think it through, you realize that there is no path in which you get away with it. Right. Just doing what you think, but they're like, oh crap, we could steal that all those magic cards, and then they do it. So I thought you're good. The oh, the magic heist. You're going to talk about the Lorcana debacle. No. Well, that 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 is my last topic. So this is this is going to be. 
the joys of selling collectible card games as a game store owner as the final topic. Jeez, I don't know if my heart can take many more of these topics, Jay. I'm all right. So here is let me let me give you two <laughs> polar opposites of the same coin or the same problem. So Matt, I, I just told you, Commander Masters uh, uh, went on went on sale. Yeah, just released. Okay, so it is. So here's one end of the spectrum. We are, we are currently, we were currently selling uh, boxes of this product at three hundred and fifty dollars, three forty nine ninety nine. Okay, our okay. cost on it is three hundred and twenty two dollars. So that is some slim margins, Jay. That's, that that is a crappy, wrong, but that, that is, is a crappy slim. margin. Yeah. Okay. What's your guess on what the current market price is? on tcg player for the for the same for this 350 dollar yes tcg player is essentially the ebay of collectible card games it's 200 dollars uh it is uh 294 oh well okay it's not so so how is that happening uh it's a loss leader (laughs) i mean so at then mind you they're having to pay shipping on it and they're having to pay tcg player fees of around like 11 12 percent and so every box you know we're going to make it up in volume but every box they sell they are losing money on i don't understand my my best assumption of what is happening is that um some of the some of the stores realize they over ordered and they're trying to get their product moved before their net 30 comes due Oh, uh, oh, geez. But still, like, they're setting themselves up to lose, right? A lot, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're every 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 box they sell at that price, they're losing money. And so I, I get a text message from my collectible card game manager, and uh, he says, you know, Commander Masters boxes are 294 on TCG Player. Our cost is 322 Our customers are seething over this. Oh my what gosh. do we what do we want to price it at? <laughs> so so here's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is the Lorcana issue. Uh, Lorcana, uh, Trevor alluded to this, but like I think this was the first time ever um, Gen Con started allowing lines to form, orderly lines overnight outside the vendor hall um, because there was just so much demand for this product. I and freaking so, I'm in that. I want the Lorcana bad, dude. So we have our a lot. We know our allotment. It's crap. Uh, the market price on well, the suggested retail on a box of boosters is one hundred and forty-five dollars. The market price is currently around like three hundred and twenty, three hundred and thirty. And so now I am presented with a conundrum of you know what what am I going to do? Um, there's there's some stores that are selling it at the suggested retail retail and doing a, a cap of one until stuff sells out. Um, in my opinion, the issue with that is that people will just turn around and resell it online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and another solution that some other stores did that I I think this is actually pretty clever. Um, they they said that 
they will sell the box at a quantity of one. It's still a cap of one. And uh, they're required to open up the packs of cards in the store as a condition of the sell. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) That is interesting. So, you know, they can't, I mean, I guess they could potentially try to sell singles, but they're not going to have the easy, I'm going to just flip this online for um, profit or whatever. The, The solution that we've been going with is, or that I've, I've said that I think we want to do with it is we're going to sell the product at 15% under market price. Um, so that way with, if, if they try to sell it online, the fees are going to make it such that uh, there's, there's no profit incentive to try to resell it. Mm-hmm. And it's still below what the, you know, if they were to just go on to TCG player and buy it there, it's, it's cheaper than they can buy it. Other places, unless you, I mean, we don't know at this point how much product the big box stores like, you know, Target or uh, Walmart are going to have. If if people are able to buy a bunch there, then, uh, you know, that will be cheaper. But but that, that then, you know, implementing this policy leads to things like uh, what I, I'm just about to read to you. So this is the most recent... Google review it at Gameopolis, left by Isaiah. Uh, One-star review. This store has become overpriced, constantly raising prices and expecting players to support them. I'll take my business to Inner Circle from now on and support an LGS that actually cares about players and not charging extra for Magic product. So, Man, 382 reviews, Jay. I'm impressed. <laughs> Well, we've we have been in business for a while at this point. Yeah, well, don't go look at my number of reviews then, because ah, that's fair. It's yeah. embarrassing compared to yours. Anyways, that was that was Jay's. Uh, did, I guess do you guys have any comments on Magic or Lorcana? Just that I want my Lorcana. Tell me again when I can get it. Um, it's shipping to me next week. Okay. Okay. Will you line me up with what you think I should get? You know. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll do that. All right. I've I've heard less than stellar reviews about the gameplay. I'm just here for the art. I won't pretend um, like I'm anything else so than an art junkie on this one. I I realized that uh you know I okay I don't want to denigrate Tony Riccio the uh the CCG junkies taste in games because well I mean he was he, is, he, he is was a, wrong a on Marvel Snap though so that's true initially he was wrong now he's in deep. Uh, but he he bought some of the pre-constructed decks early. Okay. Uh-huh. Off of Gen Con, and he's like, "This is a lot of fun. I'm gonna play it." Okay. So take that for for what you may. <laughs> um, has he ever like like totally turned down a game though? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> but but your your comment is valid. <laughs> it is like asking a chubby man how he felt about the food, right? Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, hopefully. So we're not even going to touch on the uh, everyone stand in line and then we just yeah, let everyone loose into the main hall uh, without any yeah, sort yeah. of. Sure. Um, and then find out that, that the line to actually get the Lorcana is in a completely different place. Uh-huh. Oh, jeez. And this is just standard, standard Gen Con things, right? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty ridiculous what, what, yeah, what happened. Yeah. Yes, it is. I saw, so. Uh, 
Casey Willis, I, I, he has a video of the door at Gen Con being opened and like the sea of people moving into the, the hall. And, um, it's bad. I, huh? I felt I've, so in general, when I've gone to Gen Con, I can appreciate the people who feel like social anxiety or feel overwhelmed by the number of people. Uh, in general, I didn't feel that way at Gen Con because um, it, it, it felt more enervating to me being surrounded by nerds that were all excited about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I felt very anxious watching that video. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You have to send it again. I, I Or you have to send it, Jay. I want to look at it too. But. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I know we can't fix all those problems right now, so I think we'll just close out with something related to Post Malone. Oh, excellent. Right. Uh, did you hear about the rapper who uh, retired and became a root vegetable farmer? I did not. Yeah, he sold a lot of beets by Dre. <laughs> excellent. I'm not saying Post Malone's a rapper. It's just related. Oh, okay, okay. Well... Uh, hopefully this podcast will, will provide a cautionary tale for anyone interested in opening a game store. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> or taking product to Gen Con. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Uh, but let us, let us know what you guys thought of, uh, the week's episode and stay tuned till next week.